We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Danny Meringue. And then I went to this movie theater. This is it. I made a noise like this. Dusty Hera. Then this was horrible. All the people started getting sick and throwing up all over each other. I'm beginning to like this kid, Mike. <laughs> this is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080. Are you the fan. All right, hour number two, we get things underway with a little leftovers, a little meat on the bone from week one in the NFL. Um, a lot of kind of nuggets and statistical anomalies that uh, are a little bit surprising if you're not looking uh, necessarily for them. Like, this I, I found from Football's Outsider that Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. in week one of the NFL, his average depth of target was 13.1 yards. So that is the highest. So he's not checked down Charlie. In the NFL. Well, and this is the incredible part is that this is a guy who is known for, and, and really his head coach even said it, he needs to be more accurate downfield, mm-hmm. is, is his number one concern. He threw nine passes that went 15-plus yards downfield. Three were completed for touchdowns. Air Le- yards. Ma- yeah, Lamar Jackson is changing the way that he is playing the quarterback position in this, the bet on myself year. And he looked pretty damn good doing it too. And the other side of this is guess how many yards he ran for Hmm. 17. Really? Oh, that's weird. Did he not put himself on the line? And here's the thing. Lamar Jackson has an arm. It is a big arm. It has just not always been accurate. There have been years where he's been pretty accurate. There's been years where he's been awful, but if he can, here's the thing. If he can change his game, which outside of Randall Cunningham, mm. a running quarterback really hasn't changed their game that much. You could maybe put Steve Young in that bubble, but typically guys who run continue to run. RG3 ran until his knees exploded. Cam Newton could never actually throw the ball. Like Vic. Uh, yeah. Vic was still relied on his legs predominantly. Donovan McNabb was always a pocket guy who just happened to be really big, strong, and mobile. But a guy who's a primary runner, where they scheme a run as a part of your play style, has not really made the effective pivot. Lamar at least has the arm to do it. Whether or not he can, I don't know. But I'm interested to watch it. Yeah, and I will will be fascinated too because this was also after they took his biggest deep threat away. Remember, they traded Marquise Hollywood Brown to the Arizona Cardinals, and everybody's like, well, there goes that. For Lamar in this contract year, good luck. You've got and Mark Andrews. Hey, yo. He found he's finding. Well, he found a way in Week One uh, against the Jets qualifier there. Yes, the Jets uh, to Quick, do. It. Name a name a secondary member of the Jets. A s- person in the secondary. Yeah. No idea. <laughs> Can't. Nope. Can't do it. So, grain of salt. 
perhaps as it pertains to idea. this performance. But a nugget to follow as you go along. Yes. One that does have some historical uh, track record behind it is that from a, a analytics perspective, Patrick Mahomes, um, his day where he went, um, what was it, 360 yards on 30 of 39 with five touchdowns. Yeah, pro football focus didn't, didn't think it was great. Um, he his DVOA was the second highest ever recorded uh, by Football Outsiders. Dusty, what's DVOA? It is what is it? D, it, it uh, deviated. Uh, I don't know. It's basically your uh, your efficiency rankings. Um, is all I know of the DVOA. I don't know what it what all of it means, but defense adjusted value, value over average. There you go. So basically, value your per rating. Yeah, the, 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 there you go. It is your expect your expected your score versus expected average score. It's the efficiency rating yes. of quarterbacks. He and, went uh, in that game. By the way, it's the second highest ever recorded, only to Dak Prescott. And they're saying that every person that that has a, a game in week one that's been as efficient as Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. has ended up in their top five uh, on the season in their efficiency rankings. So, so it's a good indicator. Patrick Mahomes is going to have an effective year is basically what they're saying. There. Basically, start sharp, stay sharp. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like yeah. it. Here's a, here's another line for you. The Atlanta Falcons, uh, who uh, are, are, they, are they notorious for blowing games? Uh, I would say so. If they aren't, they are now. Uh, they had a 26-10 lead over New Orleans in the fourth quarter, 12-41 to play, yet they allowed 16 unanswered points to drop the first game of the season. The Falcons had 13 plays for 68 yards in that collapse, while their defense allowed 213 yards to Jameis Winston after giving up just 172 yards in the previous nine possessions. Winston went 13-16 of 16 for 213 yards and two touchdowns in that 12-41. And to put this in perspective... Atlanta is 5-3 and three when leading by 15 points or more in the fourth quarter, which, I mean, that, that sounds... Oh, wait. 5-3? All time. Oh, my gosh. When leading by 15... So, so that, that extra one is the, is the kicker there. It lets you, lets you know, uh, number one, they don't typically lead by a whole lot in the fourth quarter. And number two, when they do, they aren't great at it. But 5-3 and three is like, oh, I mean, it's small sample size. But when you get to the rest of the NFL, historically, the entire... NFL is 244, 2 and 1. Whoa. So basically, if you have a 15 point or more lead in the fourth quarter, it is almost a sure thing. It is a literal 99 plus percent chance that you will win that game. They have lost three of eight. Unless you're the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons. And of course, one of those being in the Super Bowl. Here's a fun one that I just found that's not very, like, statty, but uh, the Dallas Cowboys are the only team in the NFL not to score a touchdown. I love that one. <laughs> that one's fun. They did, they're the only team. Only one team in the NFL did not score a touchdown. It was the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I got another one here, too, in that um, DeAndre Swift, we, the hard knocks bump, right? Everybody, mm-hmm. we, we fell in love with DeAndre Swift and the Detroit Lions. Uh, DeAndre Swift was that dude in week one. 15 carries, 144 yards. He only he averaged 9.6 yards per carry in their week one loss to the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, no, Now, no sweeping judgments. Just uh, uh, something to keep an eye on, man. If you have a run game that's as explosive as that, 
you are going to be in a lot of games. And if they don't fall in that hole early, I mean, that's a completely different story for, for the Detroit Lions. But they were dreadful to get out of the gates, yes. and Philly jumped on them. And that's what Philly, the better team, should do to them. But they made a run at that thing at the end, and DeAndre Swift was a big reason why. There's, there were some moral victory points. And I don't typically, I don't know if you know this about me, I don't believe in moral victories unless in very obscure circumstances. I think the Lions are in the obscure circumstance of moral victories while trying to build something. Here's something that pertains to uh, America's team, the Las Vegas Raiders. We talked about this heading Not into the uh, Fresno State game. Mm. and was one of the issues they had with their offensive line. Uh, questionable, right? They were, they were rotating guys in and out. Did you watch the Raiders game? Watch Justin Herbert go nuts? I did. Did you notice the Las Vegas Raiders switched out their offensive linemen during the game multiple times? I uh, only noted it when they broadcasted. I don't pay attention to what offensive linemen's on, on the field. So Dylan Parham started at right guard, but was replaced by Lester Cotton uh, Sr. in the second quarter. Uh, Jermaine Elmanor started at right tackle, only to be replaced by Thayer Munford in the third quarter. Two starting offensive linemen were placed in a game for non-injury. Yeah, well, So if you ever wanted to know how questionable the Las Vegas Raiders offensive line is, it's that questionable. Well, I'll also say I don't think they'll be going up with the Chargers against the Chargers very often. Where they make everybody look bad on the offensive line. Khalil Mack, yeah, they are loaded. Uh, along those lines, too, I saw that uh, Justin Herbert was pressured on 43% of his uh, dropbacks, according to Daniel Popper at The Athletic. And still look that's that the good. fifth highest rate in the entire NFL. Yet the Chargers did not allow a single sack. That says a lot about Justin Herbert. It does because Crosby almost got there. I think six times, if if I'm remembering right, because he got ball out hand on Herbert. Think of that more times than I nearly could. half of the time he dropped back. Mm-hmm. He was pressured. Didn't throw a single or did not get a sack a single single time and threw for a bajillion yards and was dropping dimes. He was moving all over. Like, his movement in the pocket was phenomenal. It was Brady-esque the way that he was sliding up, up, shifting over, then put your back foot in the ground and just deliver Eyes downfield the entire time. You know whose name you didn't hear the entire game, basically? Chandler Jones. That is very true. I mean, he was there, but he just couldn't get to Herbert in time, which to, to play like, and again, Herbert and the Chargers were great, but me as a as a Raiders fan, I look at that game and you look at all the mistakes the Raiders made, and I still go, they easily could have won that game. Yep. 503-250-1080, that is the fan text line. Um, those are some left on the bone. It's a little, little meat left on that bone from week one in the National Football League. Hey, we got good news on the injury front in the NFL. Danny Dusty on the fan. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 
15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Danny and Dusty on the fan. All right, a couple of positive injury news uh, from the NFL. One being that T.J. Watt, the reigning defensive player of the year for the Pittsburgh Steelers, he does have a torn pec, but it will not require surgery. So uh, they're optimistic they can get him back in six weeks in Pittsburgh? No. That doesn't seem right. You've seen what somebody looks like after a torn pec, right? Uh, yeah. It's when, terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jason Sukan. As I didn't Suk tear his? Yeah. And then a bicep. Like he's a, yeah. he's just a, a wreck. Yeah. But tearing a peck, uh I know a guy who did it bench pressing too, who where it just kind did of Did you see it like and, end up in his arm? And then it just kind of balls, balls up. up. Yeah. Yeah. It's gnarly, man. It's one it's, of the it's one of the weirder looking tears that, that occurs in the human body. But yeah, and you know it immediately. So he obviously didn't have like a full, full tear, tear because if he had a full tear, that thing is you. You're done. There's have you, to have surgery. Yeah. There's no way you the reattachment can't. process. But which is why it's a little bit surprising because he knew it right away. Like you know it right away. You can see you, you can see you his have lips. A ball and you go uh. And he said, "I tore my pec." Yeah. And apparently so, he's got six weeks. It'll be okay. So does this mean he's going to wear the same like bio armor that? His brother wears absolutely. Well, yeah. JJ wears that giant shoulder pack strap yeah. thing that he's worn. Like, I feel like he's worn that almost his entire career now. Golly. Um. So he, TJ Watt, hopefully, will be back in six weeks. I bet it'll be about two months. But then uh, Jerry Jones saying today that Dak Prescott will not go on the IR. They're hoping for a quick return after he went in for surgery yesterday on an injured thumb. What? Yeah. So remind me again. Uh, thumbs useful for throwing the football. Useful for being a human, actually. That's what separates. Oh, is it opposable <laughs> thumbs? Opposable thumb. Ah, yeah. This is. Oh, I don't know. This rings to me. So you put a guy on the IR. He has to miss at least four games, right? Uh, with the designation to return. Are they're thinking that he'll come back after three, so he won't miss that fourth game? Uh-huh. Then you're looking at Russell Wilson territory. Remember when he had his hammer think- finger? Uh, not his thumb, right? But he had his hammer finger. He missed uh, three games, and he came back, and they said he rushed it too much. His, what, 24 hours a day of uh, physical therapy that he said he was doing, it was too much, and he came back too soon. Look, you're trying to do the same thing with Dak Prescott. 
what is the point right now? Because I saw a team before Dak Prescott got hurt because that happened in the fourth quarter. That team was cheeks. They've got bigger issues than Dak Prescott not being there. And the best thing for them right now would be not to have Dak Prescott on the field, let alone Dak Prescott on the field injured. Give his ankle another, you know, eight to ten weeks, whatever it's going to be, to recover after you put him on the IR. Allow his lat, which has also been hurt. Allow his shoulder, which has been hurt. Allow all of his ailments to just have a little bit more time. What are you rushing for, Jerry Jones? To get him killed. Do you think you're going to win this this year? Because I looked at that offensive line. I said, Mm -hmm. no, you're not. You're not ready. That's the thing. We talked about this yesterday. The idea of (laughs) what the Cowboys should do versus what Jerry Jones' arrogance would allow him to do. And that's exactly what has transpired here. Ah, come on, Dak, you're 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 good old boy. Put on put it on for the glory hole. You know, I mean, that's 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 what's going to happen here. Is Jerry's going to try to jerry his way through this? And I, you know, the the forever optimist. No matter what, the cowboy way will find a way to suck. And that's what the thing is. I don't know. Maybe maybe Jerry's smarter than we actually all think he is. And his way of getting out of of Dak's contract and Ezekiel Elliott's contract is to put them out there behind the worst offensive line in the NFL and watch them get killed and then get out of the contracts. Yeah, I mean, I I, I know Dak wants to get out there and he is a competitor and I do appreciate Dak Prescott a lot. I think that he is a guy that. Um, He's gonna have. Well, he's had, his career is very similar to what Tony Romo's is right now, right? Which is he is a really good quarterback, and he has all of the pressure in the world because he's the Cowboys' quarterback. But his expectations don't equal what his talent is, and he is an ultimate competitor. He is a very good quarterback. Yeah, but the expectation is that he's elite because he's the Cowboys' quarterback, and Jerry Jones makes everybody think that he is. Dak Prescott's really damn good, but he's also benefited from having a really good offensive line and really good skill weapons around him as well. That, that's his reality. Romo had the same thing for a lot of his career, but expectations of what he was as a quarterback mm. and what people said he was, they were never a reality because never there was always five quarterbacks at least that were better than him at any given time in the NFL, just as, a, just as Dak's career is too. Wow. Yet everybody yeah. talks about him like he is one of those guys. Is it just the, the 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 allure of Dak? The idea of Dak is just better than the idea of Tony Romo ever was. <laughs> yeah, well, and because he came in right away and uh, won a playoff game, right? Which obviously Tony, that was a problem. Yeah. But that was what Tony Romo came in and saved Almost. a hold in Seattle. <laughs> he would have gotten that had that success too. God, that's a that's a sliding doors moment right there. Oh yeah. If if that ball goes a different way, yep. What happens there moving forward for both franchises? Oh boy, so, yeah. I don't know. That's very true. But yeah, I just I look at that and putting Dak behind that line. I feel like that's maybe not in Texas, but at least Alabama, Mississippi, those have got to be crimes, <laughs> right? Like, I mean, we're not talking like war crimes, but you're talking about putting an injured quarterback back behind that offensive line with a banged up hand, and right. you're like that's going to be successful. No, no man, no. hang that up. Hang, bow out. I, I, again. Well, I hope he is okay though. And maybe we just don't know. I'm not, a, I am no doctor, but anytime I've known anybody going to surgery, uh, three weeks, especially to th- grip something and throw it is very aggressive. Yeah. I, for anything that you need to use three weeks is a very short amount of time. Yeah. 
Yeah. A uh, uh, little bit of bad news, though. It does appear that Keenan Allen will miss Thursday Night Football. That's not a surprise, though. He is a hammy. hamstring. Yeah. And that's, hey, again, that's three, brutal, three weeks for a hand and uh, a week for a hammy. <laughs> I mean, those are timelines that don't. If, if you get the twinge, like if the hammy twinges, you, you, have, you, like, have you ever known anybody to have a tweaked hammy and not be at least two weeks, bare minimum? Yeah. That's just that. All right, um, so that's a little injury roundup right there for you. Let's go. Uh, let's go to the worst day on the web. Uh, there is a name trending today that you never, and I mean never, want to be associated with. Here's Rust with Sports Center. It's time for today's worst day on the web. With Danny and Dusty on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. That sucks. You know what a horrible thing is? A horrible thing in sports is to have your name associated with Donald Sterling when it's trending on Twitter. Yee. But probably rightfully so. And that is exactly where Robert Sarver lands. The owner of the Phoenix Suns. Uh, has been suspended for one year and fined $10 million after an NBA investigation. And people are wondering now on the Internet, why isn't he getting the Donald Sterling treatment? Well, let's go run down the list of things here real quick. Number one, Adam Silver's a coward, and that's why it didn't happen. But this is uh, Ben Gulliver of the Washington Post sums up the bullet points of the report, which we got made public. The report uh, took over a year to gather. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baxter Holmes of ESPN documented this back in September of last year, I believe, is when the first article went public, at which point in time the Suns denied any allegations of wrongdoing. Turns out they were wrong because Robert Sarver has proven, talked about a sexual act and condoms at all employee meetings. Wait, to- hold on. Slow that down. What did you just say? Talk- oh, there's a list. That's why I was speeding it up. Talked about sexual acts and condoms at all employee meetings. Told a blow Wait, at all employee meetings? At, at all employee meetings, as in like everybody in the Suns and Meetings Mercury with all employees. My yes. Gosh. Okay. Told, told a blowjob story in a business meeting. Told a female employee you've never seen anything this big while preparing to take a shower at the team facility. Oh. Uh, emailed pornography to a group of male employees. Dropped his underwear unnecessarily while a male employee was performing a fitness check on him. Danced pelvis to pelvis with a male employee at a holiday party. Asked a female employee if she got an upgrade, <laughs> i.e. breast what? job. Told a pregnant employee that she couldn't continue an assignment because her baby needs their mom, not their father. Do you know how many workplace laws in those Yikes. bullet points alone he violated? Oh, $10 and, million dollars worth. And not only that, he dropped the N-bomb at least a half dozen times so they can confirm. The reason he's not gone is because they don't have him on tape. Man. And, and and so it'll go illegally. It would become a he said, she said, yes. and Robert Sarver. Well, was going uh, to sue the league. That's that's why he didn't go. He was but going I to mean, sue. The if you have enough witnesses, which in an all employee meeting, when you were saying that, my confusion was: Are you talking about he's, all he's employee meetings? Every, like meeting, every he meeting he was talking about condoms, and so I was like, whoa. Um, this guy's really like, pro like, safe sex. All right, uh, thanks for everybody being here. Let's uh, let's start with our sexual activities for the week, and then we'll get into condoms, and then we'll go on to the business of the Phoenix Suns. No, okay, it was just a in a meeting with everybody. Yes, okay. Uh-huh. Um, doesn't make it better. No, it just makes it. I think clarifies for me a little bit less awkward. But Yikes. let's let's run through the list here. 
of not only does all of this all-encompassing hellhole mm-hmm. mean he should be out of the league because I'll be clear, Sterling got packed up for less, but they got him on tape. That's the difference. Yeah. Because this is a litany of offenses. But, I mean, I feel like they have enough witnesses that they can put the screws to him if it goes to court on the on the N-bomb stuff and on everything else. But what did, we, what did I open this with? Uh, Adam Silver's coward. Yeah, and that's a... I think that there's a lot of owners around the NBA that are like, uh, don't look at my closet, please. Well, that's the thing is... If but the, this guy has historically been... Bad. It, bad for the Suns and bad for the league. I will say this. He has been historically bad for the Suns because he's been cheap and he's been a horrible person. That was a pretty widely known thing. Yeah. But the reason why there's hesitancy by the NBA here, if they pack him up, two's a trend. Yeah. Two owners being packed up for racism, sexism, whatever you want to, mm-hmm. harassment. Now it's a trend, and it's no longer a safe haven for billionaires, which, let's be honest, how many billionaires do we know that don't have, I mean, not even stuff in their closet, nasty stuff in the open. Yeah. That's just the reality of it. Yeah. Uh, this is an, an amazing one. This uh, little quip comes from Kareth Burke of uh, NBC Sports Bay Area, mm-hmm. who she screenshotted a a a piece of the document of the investigation, right? Uh, here is what the write-up in the final investigation um, summary says. Second, on at least two occasions, Sarver made joking references to procuring women for NBA players to have sex with. On the first occasion, during the 2012-13 season, Sarver offered to fly, quote, a plane of girls to keep players in their rooms, end quote, while on a road trip. A female employee who overheard Sarver's comment was shocked and upset by it. In another instance, when the Suns were recruiting a free agent in 2015, Sarver made a joke that the team should have players impregnate local Phoenix strippers so they would feel connected to the area, giving the Suns a potential edge in free agency recruitment. And I've heard that that one of those players on that list is LaMarcus Aldridge in that free agency recruitment. Oh, Guess we took a meeting with in 2015. Oh, yeah. This was a story that I had heard. Stripper. (laughs) Yes. Well, this this is this is a story I had heard during the recruitment process. So, yeah, this is again the fact that this is not new. That's the thing. That beyond all of this, what the difference is beyond Sarver and Sterling and the recordings with Sterling, who wanted Sterling gone? Beyond David Stern, the the players. players. Yeah. So. There hasn't been a lot of talk from players about Sarver. There has been a ton of talk about Sarver behind the scenes as long as I've covered the NBA. Nobody in the league likes him. I've, I've known multiple yeah. players that have played there. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they would back over him with the bus. However, while we were on, Kendrick Perkins and Zach Lowe were on uh, ESPN's NBA show today, and they both said that there is a fervor building among players, and they don't believe that. For sure. Here's. With him being gone for a year, that might set the table for players to just be like, no, nah, we, we want him out. And then the NBA PA mounts their their focus here to get him up out of there because this, that will change everything. This was my whole thing about the Phoenix Suns this past year is winning in spite of Insanity. Robert Sarver is incredible. That That is the most incredible part of what the Phoenix Suns were able to do the last couple of seasons is uh, – hold it together in spite of their owner who is notoriously cheap, who nobody 
likes, and I think Monty Williams, it's, it's a credit to his job as a coach. Wonderful human being. Their front half, oh, who's their GM again? James uh, Jones. James also Jones. great dude. Incredible um, person and evaluator of talent. And their abilities to put this roster together in spite of Robert Sarver is truly amazing. This is the same man that he brought a live goat and left it in his general manager's office because he brought a live goat to Diana Taurasi event for the Phoenix Mercury. Mm-hmm. And he put it in, uh, I think it was McDonough, when McDonough yes, was uh, the GM there, put it in Ryan McDonough's office, and the goat ate everything. Everything. Because, because that's what it's goats a do. goat! And he was at, like, McDonough was pissed about it, and they're like, He's like, oh, yeah, I just wanted you to go find the, the greatest of all time and be the greatest of all time. Like, it was some motivating thing to leave a live goat. Like, that is, is so minuscule, but it just kind of highlights the unprofessionalism and lack of awareness that Robert Sarver What's has. His name? He's, he's McAfee crazy. Not Pat McAfee. John McAfee. John yeah. McAfee, the antivirus guy. Like, he's that level of crazy. Bobby oh, Marks has Pat this, McAfee's too. Pat McAfee's a little Looney Tunes, too, to he be He is, but he's Looney Tunes in a fun way. Yes, it's 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 full on uh, uh, shenanigans, you know. Our, our our shenanigans are cheeky and fun. That's that's Pat McAfee. But Bobby Marks of ESPN has this as part of the suspension. Robert Sarber is not to have any involvement in basketball operations. So does that mean that James Jones gets to spend Robert Sarber's money and he can't say a word about it? Yeah. Well, whoa. What does that look like? I mean, Cam Johnson has his rookie extension coming up. Jay Crowder and Dario Sarge's contracts are expiring. Do they have the ability to go over the tax bill? Like, well, they can't... I'm sure that governorship is. But is he's the majority shareholder. Is handed over to somebody else, though, as part of this. Like, you can't just say, yeah, well, it sucks to be you guys. See you in a year. It's his. He, I believe he owns 85% of the team, which means 85% of the liquidity is his, which means yeah. it's his money being spent. But they have to they they have to sign this thing over to somebody, somebody else. else. But again, it's still this it, is this is akin to the Daniel Snyder. Snyder his yes. wife is taking over, so Robert Sarver's wife is probably the one in charge. When we all know this one year suspension is just BS, and Robert Sarver will have just as much say as he always has had. It's just it's going to be very interesting to see what it ends up looking like. If I was a betting man, I would say within the next ten to twelve months, Robert Sarver is no longer an owner of the Phoenix Suns. I think that would be a face. There, safe bet. there has been long been a rumor of Bob Iger of of Disney fame of being the guy tied to the Phoenix Suns. In fact, there was an article uh, just today uh, that popped up. I can't remember what source it was talking about how Chris Paul has been mentored by Bob Iger. Oh, remind hey, me again, Chris Paul right. was he the president of the Players Association until yes. CJ McCollum took over? Yep. What team does Chris Paul play play for? Uh, the Phoenix Suns. Ah, Bob Iger was rumored to buy her. Which team? Um, the Phoenix Suns. Phoenix Suns. Oh, weird. So again, I, I think it, while everybody's frustrated right now, I think everybody sees the writing on the wall in that maybe doing this before going into the season not the best idea. Maybe do it during the season. Hey-o. Oh man! All right. Well, way to go. That'll be the next Disney Phoenix Plus day. Suns. It'll be Phoenix Suns day. <laughs> All right, uh, fun with audio. Based on Mike Tomlin's comments yesterday, or today, rather, the Steelers' uniforms are perfect. Danny Dusty on the fan. When I wake up in the morning, love, and the sunlight hurts my eyes, 
Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. Weird things are said uh, over the course of the NFL football season, and uh, we can put this on the mixtape as Mike Tomlin was asked by a reporter today about Jalen Warren, the uh, rookie, I think he's an undrafted free agent running back, that has made the roster in Pittsburgh, and when Najee Harris went down, had to step in and play a role that not many were expecting him to uh, step into. And in that game, Jalen Warren, only three carries, seven yards, but held his own a little bit, right? Here's what Mike Tomlin had to say about that young man's future with the team. You did see Jalen Warren in his first game action. Just what did you like about him, and is he ready for an expanded role if he has to take one? You know, he didn't urinate down his leg, man. That's a great place to begin, you know. Um, and that's capable of happening for a young guy. And so, But I think that's been indicative of him, of him throughout this process, and that's why he's gone from being an undrafted guy to a guy that's carving a role out for himself. You ain't cool unless you pee your pants. If peeing your pants is cool, consider me Miles Davis. I love so much how Mike Tomlin matter-of-factly says, didn't urinate down his leg, so that's a good thing. And then adds on to it, he's like, yeah, which is, again, very matter-of-factly, something that could happen. Wait, what? (laughs) So Jalen Warren, he's got a role uh, because he didn't piss his pants, and it's a good thing they wear yellow pants. That was the grossest thing I've ever heard in my life. The flip side of this is, a player for the Green Bay Packers did in Christian Watson, who dropped a 75-yard touchdown pass to open the game, and both the Packers coach and Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers uh, both remarked on it in the post-game press conference of, uh, yeah, maybe if we don't do that, the game goes a little bit differently. So the idea of... great point. The idea of rookies peeing the pants, it happens. The If that 75-yard touchdown happens when we don't know if he ends up getting run down or not but it he had three steps on the defense I wonder if that that momentum looks a little bit different because Aaron Rodgers looked like he was going to kill his wide receiver after that and he didn't go back to him again until the fourth quarter well it, they had to like run a reverse to get the ball in his hands and be like hey by the way Aaron he exists he, he's here hello I think Green Bay is going to be a fascinating team to watch this year because Aaron Rodgers will either become team dad or he will check out on this franchise and demand a trade at some point. Which, which I at which, thought we saw last year. At which point do we see him finally land in San Francisco if, that, if that's oh my what God. happens and he demands his trade out? <laughs> do you think Shanahan and Lynch would just say, yeah. Uh, they, they swap Garoppolo and, and, and change for him? <laughs> Because they can't know. go to Jordan Love. I don't know. Yeah, but Green Bay wouldn't be able to do it. And they would not they would not be able to to handle that one. And I say that kidding. I don't think I don't think San Francisco would, but if Aaron Rodgers wants to force his way out of somewhere and go, I think can't that could happen this year. That could happen this year. And to see to see what would happen with Aaron Rodgers as he gets more and more disgruntled with his lap, lack of weapons there. I'm going to keep my eye out on that because 
yeah. it doesn't look good in, in Green Bay with the way that he's acting, but it never does because yeah. Aaron Rodgers acts like a petulant child a lot. He does, but the flip side of it is on the football stuff, he's often not Oh, no, he's not wrong, but tact in the way that you handle yourself, that matters. That how, matters tremendously. How much do you think Brett Favre basically telling him to get bent when he got there fed into that? I see. I don't know. I think Aaron Rodgers' whole persona, it has evolved so much. I was just saying, in the last five the to years, seven years, it has changed like, drastically. Brett Favre telling Aaron Rodgers to get bent when he got to Green Bay isn't the reason why he doesn't talk to his family anymore. No, that's, that's the game. <laughs> you know? Like, a there's, there's a lot of things that are going... Brett Favre telling Aaron Rodgers to get bent does, isn't the reason why he went on his ayahuasca journey this past offseason. You know, Aaron Rodgers has changed a ton yes. since he's gotten into the NFL. And so I, I don't know where to put my finger on. There's been a lot of tentacles that have have reached out and been the reason why Aaron Rodgers is the way he is. Yeah. Yeah. I blame Dan, Danica Patrick and her healing crystals. What, what does she have? Was she the one with the healing crystals? Oh, yeah. I mean, Aaron, Aaron has had a type. Let's 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 be real. Is Olivia Wilde that way? She's, she she's a little hippy dippy. Yeah. Because like, I mean, he's fully committed now. Isn't his current girlfriend's name blue. like blue? Yeah. Like blue water, mountain rain, blue of earth, which I'm cool yeah. with that. Like that's after Shailene Woodley, Wood Woodley. I, hey, earthy things. I'm totally I, hippies are they're my people. I like hippies. He got a very hippie but, tattoo, too. It, he yeah well yeah he went like steampunk hippie I, mean, I will say this that tattoo while not my not my cup of tea exquisite tattoo oh it's the, really the good. line work is fantastic it is really good it is really good as alec baldwin's character on 30 rock once said and it's our advice that everybody should live by never go to a second location with a hippie <laughs> one is fine <laughs> yeah Never go to the second location. I have lived that life. Mm. Don't. Did you go to like a mud spring? N- no, that's the first location okay. that you go to. It's when they when they try to convince you to go somewhere else. The hostel. You're going to a you're going to a house in the middle of nowhere that they're gonna like you're trying they're gonna try to get you to join a con. I've made a huge mistake. Yeah, you have. Yeah, you have. What's the closest you've ever gone? You've ever been to joining a cult? Oh. Um, because hmm. if, if you think about it, everyone has this experience. They just didn't realize it at the time. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure everybody has it. Yeah. Uh, well, sports are pretty close. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, huh. Oh, I was briefly ra- wrapped, roped into the Amway. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that was very quick. And I was like, what is this thing? And like, Mine I went to a nice. meeting and I was looking around like, what am I doing here? And then I got out. <laughs> in high school, I went door to door selling knives. The knives? You're a summer. Cutco guy? A Cutco guy in the yeah, summer. Yeah, that's pretty. That's it right there. But you know what? You know what I made it out with? Uh, a whole block of knives. See, Cutco knives, those are the real deal, though. Yeah. Now, they are the a, real deal. You can yeah. cut a penny with those things. Yeah. You're damn right. You know how many pennies I cut and how many homes? Probably a lot. Let me ask you. Whole dollar's worth. Do you have a penny? No. Do you have a uh, Cutco knife on you? No, no, no. I was just saying that's oh, what that I was used like, to say That'd be houses. the alarming part is you're coming here with a Cutco knife. Oh, it's not the Cutco knife that I come with. <laughs> All right. 503-250-1080. That is the fan text. I'm, I'm sure we're going to get a lot of people chiming in with their um, Colts that they almost joined. Or... 
Hey, if you have joined a cult, I would love to hear your story. 503-250-1080. Uh, the Boobirds were out by the 12s. Totally fair. Danny and Dusty on the fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.